Hey, Dog Speak Geeks. Do you ever feel frustrated? Well, your dog does. Frustration occurs when an animal is interrupted in reaching their goals. Unfortunately, this occurs all too often in the modern world when a dog's goals do not align with those of their human companion. This can be a source of distress for both you and your dog, but it can also lead to the development of problem behaviors and can damage the relationship that you have with your dog. But we have answers for you. Join us for a two-day in-person seminar October 5th and 6th with instruction by Daniel Shaw. Daniel Shaw is an animal behaviorist with a background in animal behavior, psychology, and neuroscience. He will be talking about what frustration is and how it can be identified, the difficulty of conventional approaches in resolving frustration, what influences the value of rewards, as well as supporting frustrated dogs and building frustration tolerance. You can buy early bird tickets now until August the 5th, and be sure that you join us for our pre-seminar social Friday evening where you can meet Daniel and the Dog Speak team. We look forward to seeing you October 5th and 6th in Nashville, Tennessee for the Neuroscience of Resolving Frustration in Dogs seminar. Dog Speak Geeks, hope you've had. <laughs> this is this is where we are. I mean, you know, it's almost eight o'clock, and they've had all day to play, and this is where we are. And they wait till now. I mean, you are listening to a dog training podcast. What do you expect? I mean. Yep. Isabella is not killing Myers. No. For the record. Definitely not. They're just very vocal. Players. Very, very vocal. So anyway, as I was saying, hope you guys are having a great week so far. Uh, we decided to go ahead and throw uh, another episode out because uh, the last recording that we had was it, was, it was good. It was in depth. And then you wanted to, I wanted to go into another one. And then you're like, no, no, it's a whole episode. And so that's where we are. Well, We're yeah, going to talk because, loyalty. Uh, yeah, we sort of had a like a conversation a few nights ago about it after a few drinks. And we're like, oh, this needs to be a podcast. Well, I, I was just going to add it in. I didn't realize you wanted to put it in with another podcast. No, I was going to totally add it in. That was actually the driving force behind the last episode was me thinking about loyalty. Then why didn't we just go with that in um, the last one? I was, I was doing that. And you stopped me, and you're like, no, it whole just, episode. It just seemed like it was its own thing. It, it might, maybe this is going to be a short one. I don't know, but we are recording this pretty much, what, a couple hours after the last one. We've had dinner. And a couple of drinks after the last one. And uh, some chocolate. Maybe that's the important thing here. Uh, maybe so. so. All right, so where were you going with the last one? So if anyone, if you've listened to the last uh, episode... I totally cut Nikki off. Sorry. I don't usually do that. No, you don't. That's but I okay. I totally cut you off and you were, your train was going and I derailed it. So I apologize. So where were you going <laughs> with the loyalty thing? So with the last episode, we were talking about like characteristics that 
you know, we should kind of take on from dogs or at least some things that they do. We need to, to learn from them. But the one thing that I think that we do not need to learn from dogs is based in, in basically in loyalty. <laughs> and a lot of people are like, what? But hang in there with me for a minute. Because this is going to be an episode, not just, I mean, it's, it's really going to be more about the human aspect of this relationship than the dog, but I, I think you'll take away some things with the dog as well. And for me, when I think about loyalty, I think about dogs' loyalty is that they love you and that they're there for you no matter what. And we've had this conversation before. We've had an episode on this before mm-hmm. to an extent, right, of yeah. do dogs love unconditionally, right? We right? The, yeah, we had the unconditional love episode. I, I think that dogs, people think that dogs are loyal as that they're going to love you, they're going to be with you, they're going to hang in there with you no matter what. And I think that the majority of that is truth. The problem that I have with this is that Dog's motivation for being loyal is probably different than what we think. And I'm going to say this because when people ask me, and, and you brought this up the other night and I didn't even realize it, was that when people ask or when a conversation comes up about my attributes or who I am as a human being, mm-hmm. loyalty comes up a lot. For how long have I known you now? 11 years. Oh, yeah. 12, We've been together for 12 10. years, but yeah. Um, that's always been your first descriptor of yourself is loyal. Always. And you have a tattoo that literally says loyalty on it. No, I don't. Well, I mean, okay. Yeah, I do. But it's in Gaelic. It says loyalty. love and loyalty. Yes, Jesus. It it's not in English, but it says loyalty. <laughs> I've always been a loyal person, and I think this is why this kind of came up for me. When we look at dogs being loyal, they're going to be loyal to you no matter what, right? And I think the main motivation behind dogs being loyal is because you control their food, you control their shelter, you control their safety, even though if they don't feel safe with you, you still kind of control all that. I think that if dogs actually had the thought process like humans, I think they would probably give middle fingers more than they would be loyal. So, you know, when you um, Google a dog breed, like I think – I don't know if this is a Wikipedia thing or if it just comes up automatically. Like, traits of such and such, right? Like, golden retriever. And the first thing that, like, comes up is they're loyal. You know? um, Yeah. Watch this. No, no, yeah. No, I'll do it right now. Like, loyal dog breeds. Mm. I'm gonna, just gonna. Yeah, I don't think there's many that are not. Yeah. You hear Myers in the background there? Of course. Myers has a lot to say, man. Oh, here we go. Here we go. 
Uh, German Shepherd, Lab, Golden, Great Pyrenees, St. Bernard, Roddy Beagle Boxer. All right, so if we talk about the, Those are your top ones. the Great Pyrenees being loyal, they're not loyal to you. They're loyal to their livestock. They're, yeah, they're loyal to their job. Job. And are these dogs considered loyal because of the work that they do? Or are they just basing off loyal to the human being? Being that they're going to crawl in your lap and let you love on them regardless of how you treat them. Literally doesn't say. Hang on. I'm looking at another website and Great Pyrenees comes up as number one loyal dog. Really? And then Golden Retriever. Which I I think I've always, like Golden Retriever is always your stereotypical loyal dog. Yes. And then German Shepherd, St. Bernard, Lab, Akita. No. Who th- I thought they were sort of aloof. They're very aloof. They're kind of a one-owner breed, so I guess you could consider them pretty loyal. But the Great Pyrenees, I'm sorry, they're loyal to their job, not to a specific human being as far as what they were bred for. So Roddy, Boxer, and Beagle also keep, keep coming up. So Look, I'll take my Roddy as loyal. They are. They are loyal to their families. Yeah, but we have to look at the motivation behind that loyalty. I think we also have to look at the definition of loyalty. All right, so give me the definition of loyalty. Um, So let's look at some synonyms here. Fidelity, allegiance, devotion, piety. So those are not necessarily words that mean... So, for instance, fidelity. Yes, if you if you're married and you're not committing infidelity, right, with your partner, you're you're loyal to them, right? right? Like that doesn't. I'm not saying you don't love your partner, but you've made a commitment that that is your person, right? If you're in a monogamous relationship, right, or whatever kind of relationship you're in. You, yes. you have an agreement. Yes. It's like a contract. Yes, but it's a two-party contract. Correct. Well, or yeah, it's a multi-party contract. Fidelity yeah, at least is, a multi-party, is, yes. Yeah. Whereas dogs, it's a one-sided. Right. Correct. Okay. Um, allegiance. So when I think allegiance, like, so suggests an adherence like that of citizens to their country. Okay. Um, Pledge allegiance to the flag, the United States of America. Jesus. All right. Um, Piety stresses fidelity to obligations regarded as natural and fundamental. So I think... Oh. So I think the underlying part of loyalty that people miss is there's this word missing, and that is obligation. So, do dogs feel obligated to be with us? Or is loyalty the wrong word? Here's here, here's where I'm going with this. I know, like... No, this is good. Bear with me. No, I really like this. Okay, I've go ahead. Few, I've had a few glasses of wine. That's all right. Your brain is open and it's, <laughs> it, and it's working. Our neighbor got us this really... Really good bottle of, uh, it was like a Christmas sparkling wine, like almost a Prosecco 
and we got it today and i was like oh, i'm gonna try this that was a great idea um anyway so there is a there is an with the synonyms of loyalty there's there's an underlying word of obligation and and obligation isn't a bad thing i mean there is some choice in that um but one i don't think dogs have that sort of consciousness but also are <laughs> my train just fucking that's, that's okay because derailed so because I'm thinking when you're saying, do they have the ability to think about obligation? And we talk about like OCD, right? We don't know if dogs actually have obsessions, right? So we can't call it obsessive compulsive disorder. We call it canine compulsive disorder. So with this, do dogs have this feeling of obligation of what we think about? I'm going to say no. Okay, thank you for getting me back on track. Yeah, I mean, I'm... So the other word that goes with loyalty for some people, and the reason that some people are quote-unquote quote loyal, is survival. For instance, some people are loyal to their really shitty boss, but they get a paycheck so they can pay their rent and they can take care of their family. That's survival. That's not loyalty. Not in the sense that we're thinking of. Exactly. But some people would say, oh, God, you're so loyal to that company. You're so loyal to that boss because you'll do anything in order to keep your job. A child that is in doesn't have a healthy relationship with a parent and even into adulthood is still taking care of them. There, I mean, there, there's a survival aspect of that as a child, right? Like, well, they're, they're going to hopefully what? feed me, house yeah. me, take care of me. It's, it's called survival. It's survival. Right. Um, so that's the main motivator. It gets into a weird loyalty thing as you get older when you start. I mean, that's a real complex thing, right? Like, it's sort of like, well, shit. Here we are. Like, I'm still, t- I'm, we're still in this relationship. I can't get rid of you kind of thing. That's, that's a whole different thing. But there is a survival aspect that dogs have with humans. And they're like, oh, look, they're always going to come back to you. Like, they, well, you're feeding them, you're giving them a lifeline. They have shelter. They have, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're, loyal with the right motivation correct and for me i think it's about that what's the motivator behind the loyalty because mm-hmm. to be loyal just to be loyal and this is why i want to bring this up because i've been loyal in the past like a dog my motivation to be loyal to the people in my life even though they treated me like shit was it was about survival it was about what well, this is what you're just supposed to do. Uh, obligation. Obligation. Yes. And I think that that's one thing that we don't, we look at dogs and we think they're just loyal across the board. But when we look at the motivation behind their loyalty, it's not healthy. And then I think that if we look at that, we can't look at our dog and say, my dog is loyal to me and think we're doing everything right. 
because their motivation for being loyal is not the same. Exactly. So I think this is, this is kind of why I wanted to talk about it. It's like the one thing we don't need to learn from dogs, the one thing we don't need to take from dogs is that loyalty aspect. Well, maybe we need to change the word of what dogs are. Like, we don't need to say dogs are loyal. Maybe maybe that's what we need to change. Maybe it is. I mean, and, and I'm not saying that some aren't. But I think in those cases, that indicates a bond. So it's a two-way street. So... In that case, it would probably be the true definition of loyalty. I am loyal to this human because they are also loyal to me. Like there is a there's a relationship there. As in like a human relationship where there's trust, there's communication. Yes, like I'm gonna be loyal to Nikki. I'm going like there's fidelity there. Uh, like I'm not gonna think about stepping out of my marriage. Because, duh. Because, but you chose that. Yes, it is It is chosen. Right. Now, you have to also think that dogs don't choose. Well, they didn't, like, they didn't choose us to start with. Right. Mostly. And so, I think, I think we sort of have to think about this probably more as a parent-child or parent or like a guardian-child relationship where like the dog didn't necessarily choose who they're with like no. who, like who they live with exactly. where they are like their situation in life they didn't get that choice whereas you know with a with a relationship we choose that um anyway you were getting ready to say something well i mean it's who knows what i was gonna say oh, okay but <laughs> i mean like it was because all my brain is just like because i have seen myself as such a loyal human being i've allowed myself to be in relationships and be loyal to these people when they have not treated me well. Mm-hmm. Because that's just what you're supposed to do, right? But I think there's a part of me that was also like, well, I can just change them and they'll treat me good and, and it'll come back around and, and it'll be fine. But over my years, I mean, <laughs> the amount of people that I can count on one hand that have been loyal back to me, very, very small, very few. And the, and the amount of people I've been loyal to, huge, 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 huge. The amount of people that I should not have been loyal to, huge, right? And I think that was my big part of kind of thinking about this whole concept of how loyal dogs are, but that doesn't give us a right to treat them like shit, right? It doesn't give us a right to to be abusive or to be aversive or to, you know, show them who the dominant one is and who's in charge. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that gives us a right just because they're loyal, because I think we do, we've, we've overused that word. And I think you're right. I think it's more of an obligation for them that they are like, well, you're my, you're my, uh, you're my, you're my source for food, for yeah. survival, for, you know, security, for and comfort. I'm stuck here. And I'm stuck here, right? Literally in a fence. Exactly. And then, I mean, how many of you have had dogs that once they get out, they run away and they don't come back? Well, okay, they're not loyal. They kind of learned that their survival was more important elsewhere, right? They could, they could survive elsewhere. And that's, I mean, and that's not true of all dogs. That it's run not. Away. No, absolutely not. Because I mean, a lot of my, a lot of them probably get picked up and get adopted out. And sometimes and they're just like. And, Oh my God, I'm going to go do some crazy shit. Oh, like Isabella. Isabella. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't mean she's mean, not loyal. It doesn't mean we don't have a bond. No, just, <laughs> she just has other things that she wants we to do. We have not practiced But that that's also much. another thing is that we have to understand that 
loyalty doesn't override the personality of the dog and the wants and needs of a dog. Right. And we need to still meet those. Right. Um, and, and meet where they are. But as humans, we need to learn that we can choose who we're loyal to. And that if we're not getting, if we're not getting that reciprocated, it's okay to let go. It doesn't, it doesn't make you a bad person. And for a long time, if I wasn't loyal, I thought I wasn't a good friend, that I wasn't a good person. And, and that was a hard thing to overcome. And now I've kind of learned that for me, I'm picking and choosing who I'm loyal to for what they're giving back. Well, it's not just that. It's also boundaries. It's who is, who is respectful of your boundaries? You know, I mean, yeah. who, who are you set one? Who are you setting with whom are you setting boundaries? And then is, is that person or persons, are they respecting them? Um, well, and, and that when you bring that up, that makes me think because I'm, I'm trying to always put it into the dog world of, you know, you have a dog who lives in a family of mom, dad, mom, mom, dad, dad, two parental figures, um, a few kids, right? They don't want to be around the kids. Are they loyal to the kids? Probably not because the kids are not respectful or loyal to the dog, right? They're they're not consistent. They cross boundaries. They invade personal space. They don't um, respond to communication from the dog. And do we still expect that dog to be loyal? And if they're not loyal to that specific kid, does that make it a bad a bad dog? Well, and we've 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 gotten that inquiry before like my dog does not like my kid one of my kids and just being with dog speak for so long i'm like what did you let your kid do to the dog i mean and and i'm not saying kids are to i love kids don't hate no me. but it's um it's yeah. you know i mean did you help facilitate a healthy relationship between your dog and your child or children in general. I mean, for instance, I'm walking Isabella through the neighborhood yesterday, and there are five kids in the middle of the road screaming and, you know, playing. And they're having a good time. They're being fine. They're just being kids. But I did a big curve around them, and she was just fine. Right? And they didn't try to approach her, and um, it, it was okay. And then on the way back, we went back by them again. And she just walked by him just just fine. Like, she knew I had her back, right? But she hasn't had a great relationship with children in the past. So it's really about us facilitating a relationship there. And that's really what the whole thing is about with loyalty is... I, I just, I don't feel like loyalty is the correct term. I, I think I'm with you. I, I'm starting I, I to understand you're right. It's not. Bond is the correct term. Um, it's about the building the relationship, not to, not a dictatorship as we've right, talked about, right? right? Like a dog can have relationships with multiple other dogs, multiple other humans. There are still some people that come into our house that our dogs are like, no, go fuck yourself. Like, because they're just like, I don't have a relationship with you. And, and then there are some that I think that Myers would leave me for. Right? For sure. I mean, 
for sure. But the, the, it's, I think you're right. I think we need to stop with the word loyalty mm-hmm. and come up with something else when it comes to relationship. But I think that the bottom line is that we have to learn to treat each other with respect and that we have to give what we want to receive. However, if over time we don't receive it, that relationship is going to deteriorate, right? So if your dog is not getting what he needs from you, the relationship is going to deteriorate. He's going to still seem loyal because he's there, but he doesn't have a choice or an option. Are you doing everything you need to do to create an appropriate relationship with your dog? Yeah. To where if you know they're with you, then it's because of what you've created and not what you've expected. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm and i all about ex- setting expectations and manifesting. But I don't want to be like in a relationship with you and you're loyal to me if I treat you like shit. Out of fear. Out of fear, whether it's out of fear out of me or out of fear of what you would do. Or survival. Because yeah. for me, I was loyal in a couple of times loyal because of survival. Mm-hmm. And um, I was loyal to people that absolutely did not deserve it. And then I've been loyal over time with like friends who they end up not deserving my loyalty because I only have so much energy to go around. And I've learned in my years that I want to make sure that I preserve that energy for those that feed me back as I give energy. Mm -hmm. And I think that if you're not receiving energy from who you're giving energy to, that over time, you need to probably unplug that person. So for a dog, you need to be feeding your dog as much as they're feeding you in a relationship. Mm -hmm. And... If that's not happening, you need to figure out why. And I'm not, I'm not one to oppose um, or even judge someone who says this dog is just not for me. We're just not clicking. There's nothing wrong with saying that and finding a placement for that dog. Everybody wants to jump on the bandwagon of, of yelling and, and, you know, making owners feel bad because they need to rehome a dog. Sometimes it's the best thing for the dog. Right, we're not thinking. Well, the dog is fucking miserable, right? This human comes home, and if three out of seven days they come home, they're you know they're happy, and the rest are just fucking pissed off and yelling at me. Do we really want that dog to stay in that home? Yeah, I mean, but that takes self awareness from the human to know that they're doing that big time. And when, when you, you have when you have a being in your home that is depending on you for shelter and food it's it's no different than a child who has a parent that comes home like that right and you're trying to judge where they're at like that that kid has where are they gonna go yeah it's not like they can be like well i think i'll just run out the front door see ya i mean some of them do they do but what is the likelihood of that being successful right? right i mean it's it's sort of a and, and I think that's where we get into like learned helplessness and things like that. Mm. It's like, well, shit, I have no other choice. I have to be here. So it it takes self-awareness on the parent or the guardian, the quote unquote grown up to say yeah. already like one, 
I either need to change myself or we need to change this dynamic here. Not saying parents need to just like throw their kids obviously out we're talking that, more we're about talking dogs. dogs i mean but, this is a dog podcast but, we're gonna use kids as examples we use but. that because it's a it's a relatable thing for a right. lot of people who listen to this um and so yeah i mean i think a lot of it it's it, it is survival based a lot of the word loyalty in the way we think about it with children employees dogs anytime there's like a power dynamic the the word you should not be loyalty there should be a different word there um because it's it, it's about survival there is a person in power essentially who is dictating not dictating but they're saying here's what you get and but I don't think that's true in all cases because I'm thinking like Gray, and I think he would come on here and say this that he's loyal to me, he's loyal to Dog Speak, but it's not because he makes money and it's survival or whatever. I think it's because we've developed a relationship, right? But that that and that's what I'm saying. That there is a relationship there. That just like there are um, like tons of parents out there who have real relationships with their kids where their kids don't feel unsafe. They don't feel like they're in survival mode. They feel like they can be themselves. They can fuck up and still be loved. And that's different than what uh, I'm thinking sort of from like an aversive training standpoint with dogs, right? Mm, Like, like um, I still know people in my life who spank their children right Right. and it's like what are you gaining from that from your you're you're gaining obedience you're not obedience is not the same as relationship that's not loyalty no right so like a dictator of a country who is abusing and murdering and terrorizing the people underneath him like they're not loyal to that person. They just don't want to die and they don't want their family members to die. So that's a totally different thing. They're loyal to survival. Right. It, it's all it, the motivation behind is survival. Yeah. And, and I think that that's why a lot of times when you see, I, I can't even tell you the amount of aversive trainers that are on TikTok that are literally, I mean, they have thousands and thousands if not millions of views and comments and likes and followers and i'm just like please do you not see that that what you think is a good thing the dog is miserable the dog is literally in learn helplessness the dog is in survival mode this dog is not loyal to this person you know it's when these it's when they say things like oh well yeah but look at him if he's off leash he's going to choose to be with me yeah, he's choosing to be with you because of all that fear and because of survival. So the motivation is survival. It's not because there's actually a real relationship that's developed. And this is what I really want our listeners to get. And I, and I want to, I want our listeners to share this with people because there's so many people that just haven't heard it yet. But when you develop a relationship with a dog, obedience training is not necessarily needed. Mm-hmm. And, and 
it's just like when you have a relationship with a human that's loyal and that's real, you don't have to sit down and talk about the rules, right? You and I don't have to sit down and talk about what the rules are of our relationship. No. Expe- I mean, expectations, expectations are, yes. are important in any, Absolutely. any relationship. It Clear doesn't communication, matter. Yes. It doesn't matter what the relationship is. Yes. Yes. But, but yeah, you're right. They're not... It's not like do this. You have to do this because you're married. There's no ultimatum. Yeah, it's and- not. You don't say I'm going to this concert and you have to go with me because you're married. Mm-hmm. And if you were loyal, you would go with me. Oh, there are plenty that I've been to that you would absolutely. Not to. And you know, I'm sure at some <laughs> point I'll go to some that you don't want to go to, which is fine because there's a relationship there. There are times that Myers does not want to go with me. We've gone through what a month and a half, six weeks that he did not want to sleep in my room. Mm-hmm. It sucked for me. I, I felt a little hurt, but I also knew that it wasn't about me. I put some new lights in my room, and I'm thinking that's what it is. And now before we're going to bed, I'm turning off those lights and turning on normal lights and letting that just be the normal mm-hmm. when we go to bed because I want him to to lay with me and, and sleep in my room because he really wants to be there. Because he has the choice. He has the choice to go to your room. And, and we're still kind of giving him that choice. I mean, we have been kind of pushing him a little bit to stay with me. But he's doing a good job at settling down. And I think it's important in relationships that you allow that. Um, because that's the only way to truly get... I don't, I I don't want to use that word loyalty. But to get that loyalty. Respect. That... <sighs> See, even respect can be... No, I think the true definition of respect, though, and respect comes when all parties in a relationship have autonomy. The the issue is with (laughs) grown-ups. With (laughs) grown-ups. We don't let children have autonomy. Uh, We think that we sort of get to tell them what to do. And what they can't do and how to do this. And this is how you, the same thing with dogs. We don't give dogs autonomy and choice. Which we're trying to change. Like we're trying to communicate change in that. To give them agency over their No, that's what I'm saying though. I mean. Agency over things. Overall. Like. Right. And and that's what, you know, people like Anna Skates are doing. Giving children autonomy regardless of their age. Obviously keeping them safe that is our job because we know more about the world yeah we need to guide them right we need to but we're guiding not dictating exactly and you're still giving agency and you're still allowing them to make choices and in in a safe way and you're still like guiding them through this process of growing up and and learning what this world is about and that is how true loyalty comes about knowing oh wow this person has my back i got their back yeah you know i mean yeah in a healthy way yeah and and i've learned and i think this year it's really hit me and i you know towards the end of the year i've started acupuncture and it's like clear my brain (laughs) like I, i lay there and i'm like loyalty i have been loyal to the wrong fucking people um because I was loyal to people no matter how they fucking treated me. Mm-hmm. Was I being the better person? 
in that relationship? Yes. Was it healthy? No. Did it help me out? Did it help me to grow? No. Did I become who I needed to be being with them? No. Mm -hmm. And I'm no longer thinking that way, right? You can be a friend of my life and there may just be a chapter. There may just be a story that you're in and then you're gone. Because if you're not loyal back, I'll give you a few chances and I'm done. I'm moving on. Yeah, that's not to say that... The people in relationships aren't going to fuck up. Oh, no, you're going to fuck up. You're going to disappoint. And that's where the loyalty comes in. Like, yeah, you fucked up and I'm here for you. Yeah. But when you fuck up over and over and over and over and over again, at some point you have to say, you know what? I'm done. And I think a lot of times that happens with dogs. They're going to give you chances to do right. They're going to give you chances to come home and be happy to see them, right? And at some point they're going to be like, fuck this. I'm not even trying anymore. I'm going to be nice to them because they fucking feed me. And they let me out to go potty. And they have no choice, though. And they have no choice. Yeah, but if that, you have, a, but yeah. if you have a dog who used to be cuddly and it's not cuddly anymore, look at your behavior. And this is where we're going to get into the episode of talking about chronic stress and stress. Stress isn't just about the dog feeling stress; it's about the household feeling stress and how that affects the dog and its level of stress. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So we really need to look at, at our dogs and say, you know what? I know you didn't choose to be here and I need to make sure that I make you want to be here. I think that is the biggest thing is people need to wake up every day and say, I know you did not choose to be here the same way they would their children. I know you did not choose to be here, but here we are. What can I do to help this process? How can I support you? Yeah. How can I make this better? Because if you got a dog to meet some deep-seated need that you have, that dog's probably not going to meet it. Because the dog has no idea that that's the need that you need met. Yeah, here's the thing. Just because having a dog in this country is, and I say this country because I don't know what like the rest of the world looks like as far as um, dogs in the home, uh, but... It's almost like um, a requirement here that you have a pet in your home, right? Yeah. And it's usually a dog. Actually, no, it's not usually a dog. I think statistically speaking, there are more cats in homes. But there's a thing like where people are like, oh, you need a dog. You need to get a dog. Oh, my favorite is like you need a dog to teach your children responsibility. I'm sorry, but please let's not make the dog suffer in order to teach your child a lesson. That is another organism's life that you're putting on the line. Do not put that responsibility on a child. They can barely brush their own teeth. They can barely wipe their own ass. Oh, yeah. Like, no. Do not get them a dog to teach them responsibility. That's not fair to the child That's like asking them to, like, raise their, their little sister or little brother to teach them responsibility. Nobody's brain is developed enough for that. And no one at like kids and don't kids ask may ask for a pet, that. but it's not because they want to learn responsibility. They, they want a companion. Yeah. Yeah. And somebody to play with. I think that that kids that have dogs and dogs that are kids, I think that's the most natural loyalty. Mm-hmm. Because a kid is vulnerable, a dog is vulnerable. And they're there for each other in, in a moment of time where they're still kind of in the same developmental stages and they understand each other, but they're choosing it. 
Yeah. It's not, it's a, it's not a survival obligation type loyalty. Yeah. So here's the, I get that. Here's the bottom line with this episode of of why I want to do it. (laughs) Don't be loyal to people that don't deserve you. Don't be loyal to people who treat you like shit. Don't be loyal to people who don't give it back. I've lost a lot of really good friends and then I'm still sad that are not in my life, but they've just, they've chosen for one reason or another to move on. And that's fine. I've had to understand it's not about me, that it's their thing, right? If my dog's not loyal to me, I have to sit back and go, okay, my dog only knows so much of this world. In that moment, I'm going to sit back and say, my dog's not being loyal to me. My dog runs away from me at the dog park. All right, so is it that the dog just has no idea of what come means? Does the dog understand that when you come to get him, fun is over? Because every time you come to get him, fun is over. Mm -hmm. Or do you have a relationship that is based on obligation and not true commitment, true emotion, connection, I I just I want people to sit back and really look at it. Don't take your relationship with your dog that the dog is there and wants to sit with you on the couch. Don't take that for granted. Yeah. Make sure that you're meeting your dog's needs and that you're understanding that they don't have a choice. We've put them. Now, some of you may be like, well, my dog chose me. That absolutely might be the case. Still don't take it for granted. Mm-hmm. All right, wake up every day and be like, they didn't choose to be here. What can I do to continue to grow this relationship so that the loyalty is mutual with the right motivation? And whether we use a different word or not, the motivation behind that is is really the driving force that I want to focus on. Yeah. All right. I'm no longer being loyal because that's who I am as a human being. If, if. You give back what you receive from me, then I will be loyal to the day I die. I mean, relationships are work. It takes work. Yes. And when you're talking about a dog or a child or, you know, someone that's above, air quotes, above, um, that person that's in that leadership role has more responsibility to ensure that that relationship is good and that their children are good, their pets are good, their employees are good. That That's how you create a good relationship. When it's two adults, two or more adults, right? I mean, everyone's sort of is on the same level. Everyone has to contribute and they have to sit down and there's communication and all these things that go into that, obviously. Um, But everyone has to bring something to the table or it's not going to work. And it's it's okay to let it go. Yeah. I mean, and that's one lesson I've had to learn. Yeah. It's okay to let it it go, but it's work. It's not easy. No, it, it takes work. It, it's just, Things don't just fall into place. Right. Like life is not a Hallmark movie. I mean. No. (laughs) It's not. I mean, it could be. 
All right, are you the rich woman from New York who comes back to her small hometown and it's always snowing and perfect all the time and they have this little coffee truck that just sits every goddamn where and it's precious and then she falls in love with the butcher that she graduated high school with and she thought was an asshole but he actually wasn't and she's the asshole and blah, 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 blah. Like, let's be real. Okay. All right, so after after that little tangent... And then within 30 minutes, they're in love and they're married. No, that's not how and life happens. they live happens. happily ever after. It's not how life happens. It takes work. It's hard. And when you are the person that is, that sort of has the power role, you got to work even harder, one, on yourself. You got to be real self-aware if you're bringing a child or a dog, or a cat, or a goddamn goldfish, or you want employees, you have to work that much harder. One, to make sure you're okay, but then to make sure that they are okay. That is a huge responsibility and a huge role. Uh, the one thing that that I really try to push, and, and this is why I think it's been such a hard thing for me to grow dog speak is because I want to make sure that the right people are on my team, that they have the right uh, emotions, that they have the right thought process, they have the right goals, they, you know, but also I've got to have people on my team that I can develop relationships with. Because, I mean, really like Gray, yeah, he's my employee, but I feel like he's like the brother, a brother of mine, right? I love that kid. I say kid, he's 30 years old. But I love him and... It's funny because like when he leaves or we're like, whatever, it's so funny that we just naturally, we're just like, all right, love you. And, mm-hmm. you know, but he's my employee. I'm his boss. But there's a relationship there. Mm-hmm. And like, I have a relationship with Amanda. I have a relationship with Alicia. And I want to make sure that anybody, and maybe that's why it's been taking so long to grow Dog Speak. Because I wanted to make sure I had people that I could develop a relationship with, not just be their boss. Because that's what I want this. I want people representing dog speak that want to be here, not just here for a paycheck, but are driven by the, the motivated by. And the mission. And the mission motivated yeah. to, to make changes and, and help people and, and help these dogs and do all those things that it's not just money driven. We want to make money. Let's not be stupid. I mean, that's, I want money, but I want it people to have the motivation of I'm here because I I believe in what you're doing and I want to do that too. Mm-hmm. And if I couldn't develop a relationship with somebody, they didn't make it. Right. I've had several, you know, interns come in and people fill out applications and we've turned a lot down and we've let some go that just just did not work. They're not bad people. They're not just, bad people. It it's, didn't, it's just not what we were looking from a for. Dynamic sample. Absolutely it makes sense. Because I think it's important that if you are going to have anybody in your life, that they're there because they're choosing to be there with the right motivation. Mm-hmm. And I'm learning as a human that the people that get my time, I don't have much of it. I don't have a lot of extra to give. But the people that are getting that have earned it because they're able to fill up my checking account as well or my savings account or have you want to look at it, right? 
they're depositing as they're withdrawing. And I think a lot of times with our dogs, we're withdrawing for, from our dogs to ease us, but we're not depositing anything back to them. And we need to do a better job at that by meeting their needs, giving them enrichment, finding out the things that they enjoy to do and giving them those opportunities to do that. Yeah. That's why I want, you know, if Isabella loves to go sniffing and she loves to chase squirrels, finding a way to make that happen for her in a safe environment. Instead of holding on to that fear that you have of letting her do that, finding a way to give her that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there you go. You're right. That was a whole episode. I told you. I did you, not realize it. We're, the, the we're end 47 of that, minutes in. The end of that episode, you're like, but I have one more thing to add. I'm well, like, I was just going to do a quick <laughs> talk about it. That's real funny. No, this All is right. a whole thing. And I it, and I think that with research and, and bringing others in, this could get even deeper. Oh, um, I mean, we, we could, but could we're, a nice, we're not a psychologist podcast. No, but we but it could get to that point. It could uh, definitely go deeper. Where we could. The, the biggest thing for me is just making sure there's agency for everyone in a relationship, whatever that dynamic looks like in a home. Um, whether it's people, dogs, cats, whatever, like making sure everyone has autonomy, making sure that those are, that are in this, the, uh, position to make the decisions and the, the caretakers, the caregivers are doing the things for themselves to make sure that the people that don't have that sort of experience, people and dogs, <laughs> people and, and whomever are being taken care of. And they're still, they still have agency over themselves. And, and I think that's the thing is, as humans, our mindsets aren't quite there. Like it's, it's changing with children, right? Where we're giving, there's, you know, conscious parenting and things like that. That's becoming more of a thing. Um, corporal punishments sort of going out the window slowly, but we're not, we haven't quite translated that to animals yet. It's a, yeah, it's a slow process. It's a slow process. And, you know, sort of looking at, you know, dogs, uh, their psychology and well, the majority of of the, the research that's being done with dogs is being done through children because it's, we really can't dig deep into the dog's brain. Mm -hmm. Um, so we're getting a lot of our information from kind of children research or research with children. I, I think that there's a, there's, there's a lot more that we need to learn. And, and I do think that we need to continue changing our thought process of do as I said, nothing else. I'm the boss because I said so. We need to look beyond that. And, and I think that's why I'm in, I, I really embracing this, this new thing that we have of developing relationships and not dictatorship. Because when I started out training, I was more of a dictator. It was, I told you what to do and you do it. Do right? as I say, not as I do. Yeah. I mean, the same though, when Rose was younger, 
and you would tell her to do something, she'd be like, nope. And <laughs> you're like, I told you to do this. Like, yeah, and you're going to do it. Do and, it now. And, and I changed, right? So when right. she moved in with us as a teenager, I'd already started changing my thought process on it and and giving her options and choices. And But even now, from that point, even though that was just a few years ago, mm. even from there... You've changed even more. Oh, yeah. You've grown even more from there. We're like, oh, shit, maybe I shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't, know? It's- no, no. I look back and I think, God, Teba was my angel baby. But I could have been nicer to her. Oh, and I, I wasn't abusive. I didn't. I never used an aversive technique on her. But just thinking about, I never really considered what she wanted. Oh, same I with, just thought that she was here to, to you know. Same with Jake. Like, yeah. you're, you're just here for me. Yeah. And and so you, you know, should just do whatever with Myers. Uh, it's totally different. Yeah. So yeah, and that's I think that's again you know better you do better, and mm-hmm. I think that we should continue to grow and learn and explore, uh, you know, new science and new thought processes. And I, I think that I would be really bored and I would be terrible at my job if I was doing the same thing today that I did twenty years ago. I think or if two I was, was going to say two, three, or two four years, years ago, ago. Yeah. I was a positive reinforcer, uh, right? Positive reinforcement trainer, but my thought process behind it's very different these days where I'm really treating each dog as an individual and, um, and really trying to help people to develop that relationship that your dog being loyal is loyal because of choice and not because of obligation. Mm-hmm. So I think that was a, a really good way to put it. You have obligated loyalty and you have chosen loyalty. Mm-hmm. I want my dog to choose loyalty. And I will choose loyalty with my dog. Yeah. And the same in my relationships. I have chosen to be loyal to some people. Over time, I don't receive that back. I... Go, okay, I'm, I'm going to move on. And I'm not going to let it reflect on who I am as a human being. Because I know I'm a good person. But I'm not going to be loyal to the detriment of my health. Mental, physical. And I don't think we should expect our dogs to be. Mm-hmm. So we really should be much nicer to our dogs. We should understand that they didn't choose to be with us. They may, after the fact, be glad they're with us. Great, but not if we don't develop that relationship and understanding, um, cohesiveness, respect, um, true love, compassion, empathy. How many words can we? Did you just? Uh, I you just went to true love, didn't you? I just saw it in your face. Melwich. Name that name that movie. You guys. Woo of We are here today. It's my favorite movie. For this man and woman. It's my favorite Woo movie. Of. Sorry. So if you know the if you know the answer to that, send us an email. Maybe if you know the answer to Oh, that's what we should start doing. The first movie person. Quotes, <laughs> the first person gets a prize. So email me. The first person that emails me the answer to what movie that's from. You're going to get a prize. That's it. That's what I got. So don't give them anything else. Info, Info at dogspeak101.com <laughs> or podcast at dogspeak101.com and just put in movie quote. 
hey, the subject line. One more thing. Yeah. This is such a nerdy thing. Okay. But, but I feel like I need to say it. Okay. I just realized that my tattoo appointment is in, fe- I thought it was in May. It's in February. All right. That I did not realize that I had that little time to figure out this new tattoo that I'm getting. Oh my God. That's just totally out of the blue. No, no. I'm going somewhere oh, with I it. I hope so. Because... I'm going somewhere with it. Like, I'm not just. Okay. Cause that was just. If weird, those of you who know me know that I already have a half sleeve plus some various other tattoos. So, getting another half, two full sleeve, whatever he tells me to do. So, I'm looking at these pictures last night and I'm like, what am I going to do? Like, I want it to be based like on my hometown, like Appalachia, like Blue Ridge Mountains kind of thing. We have a woolly worm festival where I'm from. It's a huge thing. Is this another one of the useless damn facts that you and Amanda tried to get going? No, this is... Because I'm not sure how this is going to relate to anything, dog. No, this is the universe. I'm about to tell you about the universe. Oh, Jesus. Because you're all about manifesting shit. So I just thought woolly worms were these cute little worms. They're fuzzy. And they tell you, like, how long your winter's going to be. That's a thing. Like, how much black or brown they have on their bodies determines how. It's like Groundhog Day. Whatever. So anyway, did you know that woolly worms turn into a moth? My whole life I did not know this. And I'm from woolly worm country. It is called the Isabella tiger moth. And my dog's name is Isabella. Anyway, I'm getting a woolly worm. Okay. <laughs> that's that's great. I hope you guys have a great rest of the week. She just, just cut me off. We're just done. <laughs> have a great have a great freaking week and only be loyal to those that well, deserve it.